It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. If you love mysteries and quilting, you're going to love Katherine Michael's new book series, starting with Sewing Suspicion. Michael is her pen name. You might remember her previous episode on A Quilter's Life as Katherine LeBlanc. Catherine and I had so much fun talking about her books, and I'm excited that she has different quilts connected with each one of them. Catherine, I am so glad to have you back on A Quilter's Life. Thank you so much for having me. Uh Uh-huh. Let's talk about your book that just came out and your upcoming book. But before we start on the actual book... When did you first start writing? (laughs) That was a great question. I actually literally started writing when I started writing this book. So, (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I signed up for writing school in April. And since then, I released this book. So in six months, I released the book. And I've also released a couple short stories. And I was co-authoring in an anthology. So I've released that as well in the six months. But yeah, just picked it up. That is a lot to do in six months. Plus, (laughs) I know you're busy with other things too. And how did you come up with the idea of writing a mystery about quilting? Well, I was originally intending on writing a woman's journal of sorts because I focus a lot of my content on, it's always quilting themed. You know, I do brain games and I do, you know, just general uplifting content on all my social media platforms and things like that. So I kind of really wanted to do a woman's journal with some of that uplifting stuff and some of those just fun things that make you happy. But I got done reading some quilting romance books that I binged, oh, I don't know, six or eight of them in one weekend. And I thought, I need to be writing quilting fiction. (laughs) So... (laughs) When I signed up for the school, they just kind of encouraged me to write cozy mystery based on what I thought I wanted to write, and I just went for it. Wow. I know the process of writing a book is not just one day or week, you know, you write it all out, (laughs) and then next week it's out there. What is that process you had to go through to write this book? So when I signed up for the school, I started doing classes online. I do those still to this day, three or four days a week. And then I write first thing in the morning for a few hours. I have a small group of writers that we co-work together. So we meet on Zoom and at the beginning of the call, we discuss what we're going to be working on and we ask questions and kind of share feedback. And then at the end of the call, we celebrate whatever we accomplished. And then that might happen once or twice throughout the day, or I might just go on and continue writing or what have you. But basically... I'm trained to write every single day of the week. (laughs) Does that always happen? Not necessarily, but. (laughs) But the process of writing the book, it basically starts with a premise. So an idea, whatever your idea is for the book. And sometimes that can be really fun, like a mashup of like, what if like a sewing matriarch was in charge of an entire cul-de-sac of neighbors or something, for instance, if you think about what my book is about. 
And so it starts with the premise and it's just like when you're in school, it goes from the premise to you're going to write an outline for it. And then you start to work on like a rough draft. Sometimes you have a mind map and then an outline. Some people go from an outline just to a rough draft. So it just depends on everybody's skill and how they prefer to get into it. But in my case, I figure out what the premise is. Then I have a mind map that I do. And then I go straight to a outline like I was a kid in school. And then I write a rough draft. So the rough draft for Sewing Suspicion took me about six weeks to write. It was very aggressive time frame when you start the school. They set you on a very aggressive path so that you can try to be really successful. So I got that done in about six weeks. And then the remaining things to get the book published out into the world took me about four months. Wow. Yeah, it's an intensive process and you have to learn every single step of it. Very much like quilting, it's a craft that you have to learn all the different skills that go along with it or pattern design. It's a craft of learning how to write patterns and things like that. So it's very, very similar to those things. But once the draft was finished, I did a few rounds of self-editing. And then I actually sent my book to a developmental editor and she helped me with some sticky points and things like that because it was my first one. Mm -hmm. And then once it came back from that, we kind of, you know, cleaned it up a little bit again. Then it went to what's called a beta reader, several of those. And they're like the first eyes on your book and they help you kind of from a reader's perspective rather than an editor's perspective and kind of just say, you know, this didn't make sense or I kind of got stuck here, that kind of stuff. And then once you're satisfied after that, it goes to an actual real editor, which they generally call a line editor or a copy editor. In my case, I had two of them. <laughs> I basically double edited everything that I was supposed to <laughs> just to make sure that it was as good as possible. But once it comes back from the editing, then I send it to more beta readers because now that you've really kind of got it fixed up to the point where it's going to go into the world. So you have just a few more eyes, take a look at it, make sure there isn't anything that got missed. And then it goes to a proofreader. And the proofreader's job is to try to fix up as many typos and grammatical things as possible. No book that you're ever going to see is going to be perfect, but we try to get as close to perfect as possible. So in my case, I had two of those again. <laughs> and then once it's proofread and it's all set, then it goes to a formatter. And once it comes back from the formatter, it's in the actual book form. So then it's ready to be released into the world. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very extensive. <laughs> and there's nobody on the other side to say, well, you should choose this person. You should choose this person. You really have to kind of find all the different editors and readers and things like that for yourself. Ones that make sense to your genre or make sense to your book people who are interested in quilting and things like that. So it takes time to find those people as well in, in between all that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I had seven different editors working on the book <laughs> all together. <laughs> oh. So I don't think everybody does that. But, you know, being my first one, I really just overkill I thought was better. <laughs> I just finished your first book last night. Oh, yeah. yes, but <laughs> it was like, oh, now I got to wait for the next one. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it was so much fun to read. Oh, good. And 
I so much want to say things, but I don't want to give anything away. So I am That's really, okay. <laughs> I am really looking forward to reading the next book. I introduced you before as Catherine LeBlanc, and the book is by Catherine Michael. Yeah, it's Catherine Michael. I would not have picked Michael. I kept no? trying to figure out. <laughs> A lot of people pronounce it Mickle, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's how I would have gone with it. <laughs> yeah, but, it's yeah. actually my middle name. <laughs> oh, neat. Why did you decide to use a pen name instead of Catherine LeBlanc? It is something that's frequently done in the industry, especially if an author wants to write in multiple different genres. So my intention in the new year is to begin writing in a second genre so in that case, I'll have a second pen name. So I started with um, the pen name of Catherine Michael for the Quilting Cozies. And then I will choose another pen name for the second genre that I break into. And it basically just keeps your branding and your marketing separate based on the different genres. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's a whole big thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were very simple. <laughs> I was curious, when we talked the last time, you said one of your hobbies was genealogy. So are you able to use that in your books at all? I'm not, actually. It was interesting that you asked that question, because now it's making me think, well, how can I? <laughs> <laughs> Glad to help. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the cover on your book, Sewing Suspicion, it's really cute. How did you go about finding an artist or did you design it yourself? I did not design it. Basically, I have hired all of the professional people that I needed to do all of the different tasks that encompass producing the book because I can only have the bandwidth to be the author. <laughs> I don't have the bandwidth to be the cover designer and the, you know, so I did not. I'm not a graphic designer by any means, but um, I did get very lucky to find a really great book designer. And she just brings my ideas to life. Like everything else, you kind of just have to search for the right person and find somebody that you work really well with. And I've had the same cover designer design all three of my covers so far. The first two have been released because you can see them on Amazon. Book two is on pre-order right now, but the third book the cover has not been released yet. Yeah, she's done all three of them and they're all very similar. They'll look really cool when they're all put together. They all have a little sewing needle and some thread. And so that will link all the books together when you put all the hardcovers of the paperbacks together. It'll be kind of cute. Oh, fun. Now, yeah, is that on the yeah. front of the book or, or yes. on the edge when you have them on a book? It's shelf? on the front. So the first book has it on the top right side and then the next one will have it and it'll kind of connect. And then it'll go on to the next book and the next book and the next book. So it's kind of cute. Oh, ties yeah. them all together. So all three of the covers that I've had completed so far will predominantly feature a quilt theme, obviously. And book two is a cruise ship mystery. So the book cover will feature a storm at sea quilt. And then book three hasn't been released yet, but that will feature a log cabin quilt on the front of it. Oh, wow. You're really making me anxious to read these. <laughs> I'm really anxious to finish writing them, trust me. <laughs> uh, well, I noticed that it's published by Dragonflies Press, and the name of your quilting business is Dragonfly. So 
is that on purpose or it just happened or what? Yeah, so I am self-published, or sometimes we like to call ourselves indie authors. So I'm working towards getting everything under the umbrella of Dragonflies Press. It just makes sense to have one business name. When I had the retail store open, that was Dragonflies Quilt Shop. Then when I closed that and opened the pattern design business, that was Dragonflies Quilting Design Studio. And now that we're doing the authoring and the you know, the production of the books, it's Dragonflies Press. So I'm working towards getting everything under the one name going forward. That's smart. The dedication on Sewing Suspicion was to your dad. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so I dedicated the quilting business itself to my dad. I know we talked about that on the last call that, you know, we really couldn't find a name for the business. And we just kind of said, well, let's do dragonflies. My dad was super into dragonflies and he passed away. So, you know, it was kind of a little ode to him. So I thought, well, we're continuing on the dragonflies theme. We're continuing on the success of all of the quilting and stuff like that. I just really wish that he was able to be here for this, you know, and really see it. I know that he would be super proud of it. So that's why I dedicated it to him. How cool. Now, I take it that You've received the hard copies yourself. How did you feel when you opened the box and saw it in print? It was exciting. My sister actually took pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I think my sister might have been more excited than I was, but no, it was fun. Um, it was just nice to see all that finally in a tangible object that I could put my hands on. And, you know, like you said, the book cover is super cute. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it is cute. So the first copies I see are actually the proofs. So they actually have this big gray line across the front of them that say not for resale. (laughs) But despite the fact that it has that, it's still super cute. So by the time I received the first proof, I was already touching up some other things and ordering new proofs. But when I did finally receive the final copies that were for resale, it was just even, even more special. You know, it's just neat. It's a really neat thing. What else would you like to share about the book? Well, I had so much fun writing it. Sewing Suspicion, it's uh, 100% fantastical fiction. My idea is just to have fun with everything I do in my business, in the content that I produce on social media, and even in my books. I just like to have fun. So you might find a few things that are a little fantastical that you might say, well, that wouldn't actually happen in real life, but that's okay. It's a book. You know, it's a fiction book that takes us someplace new. So save for the fact that it is actually based in Salem, Massachusetts, which is actually a real life place. For the most part, all of the characters and all of the setting and everything is completely made up. Even things that are realistic, like a brand name or something like that. I've changed all of the names to be slightly different. So hopefully you can recognize what they are, but then there's a fun little twist to them so that they're not actually real. Just it makes it a little bit more fun, I think. But the book is based on a dozen quirking neighbors who live on a cul-de-sac called Spruce Street. And the street is run by the quilting matriarch, Nona. And she has a lot of fun with everybody bossing people around and stuff like that in a nice way. (laughs) (laughs) But the book is full and so fun when I hear somebody say, oh, I saw XYZ. And that was so clever that you did that. So the book is riddled with hidden clues and double meanings and all kinds of fun stuff. So I'm going to be coming out with a fun 
like Easter egg sheet that'll kind of explain some of those things. I really spent a lot of time just kind of building in fun clues and, and things like that. And I enjoyed it a lot. It <laughs> <laughs> was a fun read. Yeah. Of course, there's always a lot of, you know, shoulda, woulda, couldas. So we have that in everything that we do. But my teacher always says our best work is still ahead of us. So, <laughs> oh, neat. yeah. Can you share just a summary of your book? Sure. I could give you the blurb that you'll find on the back cover. It is Secrets and a Patchwork of White Lies. Can Alex string together the truth before her life unravels? Alex Bailey's heart feels threadbare, struggling with the dubious practices of her New York City law firm. She left her high-profile career and is eager to clear her conscience with a trip home to Kia for the woman who raised her. But when an ill fate befalls the quilting matriarch, the shocked lawyer suspects someone is covering up murder. Unpicking the strands of her beloved grandmother's life, Alex patches together clues that prove her loved one's death was no accident. And when the process's stained history weaves into the culprit's devious handiwork, she'll need to stay alive long enough to expose a heartless killer. Can Alex get to the bottom of a sinister pattern before she ends up buried in a flower garden? Tell me again the date that the next book's going to be out. I have it set on pre-order for January. I think the first week of January. However, I think I might be pushing that back to February. Worst case scenario, it'll be out by the first week of February. And that's book two. It's called Quilting a Calamity. So that's available for pre-order right now. Basically, my cast of characters from Spruce Street get on a week-long cruise together and have a lot of mischief and mystery there. Now, have you been on a cruise to experience that? I have not. (laughs) (laughs) So that is one of my 2022 goals is to experience an actual cruise. But I have a, a really good quilter friend who cruises very regularly, and she has spent hours and hours and hours of time going through the various content and, you know, how things run and how things work from her perspective. So I think it'll be, it'll be well done in terms of that. Oh, neat. On your website, I did see that you still have block of the month. So are you still involved with that? We just finished up a Christmas mystery roll along and uh, I don't have anything lined up for 2022 yet. I've been asked for it, but I just don't think I'm going to have the bandwidth for it next year. I have a pretty aggressive publishing schedule for next year. So I'm not sure that I'll do a block of the month, but I will be having the patterns come out that go with the books. So that'll be at least three, if not four patterns that come out that go with the book. So. Oh, neat. When I saw the yeah. quilts on the front covers, I thought of that and then I hadn't heard anything. So that will be cool to have a pattern with that, too. I was hoping to, yes, I was hoping to be able to release them at the same time, but for Sewing Suspicion, the quilts are based on a grandmother's flower garden quilt, and which you know is generally typically hand-pieced, like Mm -hmm. one-inch hexagons, which will never happen in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) But I have been working on the quilt, so the quilt that's on the front that's hanging on the 
fence is the main character's graduation quilt. It's like in jewel tone colors and black and um, light gray. So that's the quilt that I'm working on. I'm actually doing it English paper piecing made modern. So I'm doing it by machine piecing large two and a half inch hexes. And I'm using the reusable self-stick templates from a friend of mine, Becky Campbell, over at Sew Forever Quilting. I've teamed up with her product to get the quilt made. And so once the pattern comes out, we'll be able to purchase those to go with it and everything. And I've had a template made as well in case people want to do it the old-fashioned way. (laughs) Wow. That's about all the quilting I have time for right now is million Y themes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the next question. Have you had any time to work on quilts? But it sounds like that's that's what it is. Yeah. I meet with a friend of mine every Saturday afternoon and we sew together. And that's all I do while I'm there is work on this grandmother's flower garden quilt for months now. (laughs) (laughs) And in the book, my main character, she actually makes like a dozen of them. So again, a little fantastical. Well, she is retired, so. That's true. She is, yes. She's had a long lifetime to make all these quilts. Yeah. Share how we can get the books. Okay. So right now you can buy Sewing Suspicion on Amazon. It's available at 99 cents for the ebook, and it will be by the time this podcast comes out as well. Or you can buy the paperback copy for $7.99 on Amazon as well. And you can also pre-order Quilting Calamity, which is book two. That's also on Amazon. And I will be releasing an audio book shortly. We just finished production on the audio files this week. So it's just going to take me a couple of weeks to get everything in the system and figure out where it needs to be to publish that. But um, that'll be coming by Christmas, I'm assuming. Did you read for the audio book or did you have somebody else read? I did not. I actually hired a professional actress. She's an actress and a musician, and she does audio narration. So I hired her to do it. I'm very, very excited about that. I'm an audio listener. Like, that's how I read all the books that I get read. (laughs) Because when you become an author, you have to read a lot more books (laughs) than you ever had to read before. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So in order to get that many books read, I just have to do it by audio. And I just love listening to audio. I used to be able to get books on like CD or whatever, you know. (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to listen to them on CD. So to me, one of the most important things was getting that audio book produced. So when you asked me about seeing the book in real life in print, that was super awesome. But having it out on an audio book is really probably what's going (laughs) to, that's really going to float my boat for sure. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's just close to my heart having people be able to listen to it. Uh-huh. Her name is Stevie Incremona, and she really did a great job with the audio files, acting out the voices and things like that. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we also have, um, I'm co-authoring with a Canadian writer. His name is PC James. And we're co-authoring six short stories that feature my main character, Nona. Well, she's technically not the main character, but one of the main characters, Nona, she's going to be featured in these short stories. And one of those will also be narrated onto audio as well. So that's going to be so much fun for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) 
But that's at my newsletter. So anybody who wants to join us over on my newsletter or at the website, they can get all that stuff there. And I will have your website listed on the episode page. If they subscribe to my newsletter or they can get tons of fun freebies at the book page, which is sewingsuspicion.mailerpage.com. There's some freebies and things like that that they can get there. And if they join us over on Patreon, I'm under author Catherine Michael. There's all kinds of fun stuff there and the opportunity to get everything for free, which is even better. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is really exciting. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been fun. I enjoy coming on your podcast. I enjoy listening to them. Good. Bye. Bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.